0: So you say no because it's your moral obligation not to take on more than you can and you're lying to yourself and others if you if you if you don't say no and you say it early and fast and with gratitude they don't even care.
1: This is wisdom on trial impacting your life and law practice. So I, I want to start out with... I'm going to take a risk and drill down okay. one one Go. further on your part on the. Parent, Knock yourself out, baby. On the parenting piece, Yes. Uh, my kids are 18, 15, and 13, and and I already know the 18-year-old I was incompetent, and, and he has told me I've committed parental malpractice. Okay, <laughs> uh, what on the other side? Having your daughter's in law school or.
0: She's graduated from law school, and she's now clerking for a federal judge here. That's Berkeley. cool. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Which judge? Judge Conway.
1: Okay, fantastic. Uh, if you were to give a—and and boldly don't—I I know you would be humble about it, but if you were to, to from the hard lessons of parenting, give advice to parents, what would you give?
0: Ah, uh, boy, that's, you know, that that's—how long do we have— um, uh, although uh, there are a couple of things I, f- I feel strongly about, b- both because, you know, as we raise our children, we have friends that we do it with or the friends of the friends. And, you know, you, so raising children is always a bit of a village, whether you think it is or not, or you try for it to be or not. Because, um, you know, what I've learned about parenting isn't just for my kids, it's, it's kids that I held in the hospital and they were born. And, and they're my children's age and I see them now and their path and how they got there. And, you know, I think one of the, in this tends to be about women, but it's not exclusively. If you make a decision, for example, as a woman to work and you are uncertain about it or you feel guilty that you're abandoning your kids, and it's highly personal decision, right? Who's going to work, how much, all those kinds of things. But if you are not okay with it, you you can really risk bad parenting based on the guilt of I abandoned my kids so I got to buy him this and I can't say no and I have to say yes to everything and I I mean I see a lot of families you know with these kind of underlying guilt issues at least it seems to me and it prevents them from being a tough parent. I mean, you know, you talked about I, I, it. You, I
1: so get that's you, not, you I don't think that's a male-female issue. Well, I, 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 really I
0: see it with the working thing. Look, if you're going to stay home, don't hate yourself because of it. Say, that's the choice I made. But if you're going to work and be a mom... Or dad, it's just that, you know, dads don't usually feel bad about it. It's, it's a little more expected.
1: Self aware dads do because when they well, come home at night, they're realizing, I don't, you're getting, for my kids, for example, they get tragically, they're getting the leftovers, the absolute, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a shell of a human being.
0: From six by by at night, I'm
1: exhausted, yeah. I'm tired, yeah. I'm mentally so fried. They. So, the danger there, what I'm hearing from you is being aware, yes. I can't make up for that by.
0: And no, nor should you. This idea. That we exist just to produce perfect children. I mean, it's only in the last century where that was ever even considered. I mean, children were literally produced to work on the farm. Uh, in some cases, they this idea that children's every, you know, waking moment has to be curated in this magical fashion. I think is nonsense. So yeah, when I come home, I'm tired and grouchy, and so are you. You had a big day of school, but you know what? Saturday. We're gonna have some fun together, but the apology that you end up making to your children, whether you say it out loud or not, because you're not comfortable with your fundamental decision, is is a killer. So that's one that's, thing. That's good it, stuff. It's just a killer, and it comes out. and I've seen it come out slowly in families over time, and it's heartbreaking. But the other thing I would say is about parenting. Um, you know, we've, we're developing a little self awareness theme. Uh, and I I wouldn't want the comment I'm about to make to to be seen as a criticism of my former husband, who's a local lawyer and, and a friend and, of mine, and a, and a great guy. And the guy that
1: a, the guy that when I have an ethical issue, I that, have his cell phone, and he is the first call, and he's and, right
0: on right on it. And, sure and then I have to responsive. beg him to
1: bill me, and he almost never bills yes. me.
0: Yes, but you know he's at every Thanksgiving and every Christmas and all that, but. I, and this is highly personal, um, but in case there's anybody out there listening that this may apply to, you know, I stayed in a bad marriage and did damage to my kids because I thought having an intact family, you know, kind of overarched everything. But all I did was show and teach my children that this is the way men and women are together. and. I'll never stop being horrified by my failure to really think through what I was doing, uh, my willingness to say, I'll just take all the pain in the room. I'll just, just put it on me, and we're all good. You know, well, it didn't work that way. Whether you receive the pain or see someone else receive it, what's the difference? I couldn't see the harm I was causing to my children, because I didn't take the time and I didn't have the courage to to test my assumptions and think about and that that's one of the thousand reasons why I think therapy is invaluable and it's not oh I know you were kidding but it's not renting a friend because you know even our friends have something in it for I mean they're affected by their own circumstance Uh, I mean I've Got some very close friends, I love and have known forever, and I trust them, and they trust me. But still, some of our relationships are infected by others and money, power, opportunity. You know. So when you walk into a therapist, none of that is present. Yes. And you're safe.
1: Yes. I I I I find I the and and so some people don't have a picture on what therapy looks like. So for me, what I do is I've had seasons where uh, I've seen uh, my counselor every week. Um, I, I had seasons where it was more than once a week where it was uh, some more significant issues. But now I just periodically go. I go uh, when I'm sitting there feeling like I need to check in. I just need to take some time to check into what's oh, going on God with my head. Bless you. And, uh, and I love my guy, by the way. He's absolutely phenomenal. And um, I have enjoyed encouraging the people around me to try it. Well, um, oh,
0: good for you. You're doing a great thing in that. All of us should really do it in the same way that we change the oil in our car so the engine block doesn't crack. Yes. Uh, you know, we all, we learn how to brush our teeth and floss and, excuse me, go to school and read and all that, but we don't learn how to handle anger and, 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 you know, self-hatred and self-loathing and confusion and all of that. I, I will also say, in addition to therapy, I do have, I'm blessed to have a lot of friends and they're really important to me, but I do have one friend who is brutal I mean, he will call my ass out, and not even very kindly. And I've I've really struggled with that from time to time. But but I got to tell you, um, you know, the whole trick of life is vision. You know, we cannot fix a thing we cannot see. You can't catch a bird that is invisible. You can't. You know, and, and so the self-awareness piece, you know, I think, uh, you know, wow, I just went in that room and I was awesome. You know, and he might say, you were really rude.
1: Yes. It, it, I, I love that. The whole <laughs> yeah. trick of life is vision because yeah. if we if we can't see it and we all have it's blinders, you do about we all it. have blind spots. Of course. I, 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 I remember in the courtroom once I was trying a case with my partner at the time, Paul Perkins, and I was... Uh, I was literally slicing and dicing this expert. And I have a very competitive side to me, as I presume you do as well.
0: Well, most high achievers do.
1: And uh, I had achieved everything I needed to achieve, but I was only about 10% through my cross outline. And Perkins comes up and he puts a post-it note. He says, I think you're good. And uh, I ignore it. I keep going. And about three minutes later, he comes up. He puts another post-it note: uh, Dude, you're good. I ignore it and I keep going. And then finally, he, he stands up and he says, Your Honor, may I have just a brief moment?
0: Oh, wow. And I mean, uh, he just said. And he,
1: and he took me aside and he said, I'm telling you, you're good. This is now about you. This is no longer about the witness. This is no longer about and the see jury.
0: How wonderful that he did it. It sucked at the time. Yeah, but I bet pretty quickly. Yes, you. But again, short short pain, huge long term yes. pain. Yes. So, by the way, some would say that wasn't very kind, but it was actually deeply kind, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, the truth is kind. Um, I you've represented. Uh, professional golfers, uh, Dwight Howard, prof- NBA players. Uh, uh, a
0: lot of athletes.
1: Wives of, of, of billionaires, uh, <laughs> a lot of people. I want to I talk about some uh, nuts and bolts law stuff mm-hmm. because what I sense on the managing partner is the, the act of, of battle in litigation is something you love.
0: I do, I do, and I don't. I don't make any apology for that. Uh, I love our adversarial system, and yes, we all have to be careful about the adversarial outer edges, but I love it. Yes, I love it.
1: I I find the more comfortable I get with uh, losing, my job's to just really give it everything I possibly have. The more I'm willing to fully engage with the case because I'm not worried that I'm guarding a reputation or I'm trying to get some external validation on the process, I can literally dive in.
0: You're loving the freedom of giving it up to the universe. Beyond your preparation and hard work, we can't control everything.
1: Yes, practical, shotgunning. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you a topic and you're just gonna throw out one idea that's okay something you you think about okay uh legal writing
0: everybody should work harder at it i love writing and i love correcting other people's writing and i love reading good writing and it's a it's a it's a, a lawyer should be committed to getting their writing better every single day for their entirety of their lifetime
1: any books or anything that you oh, of highly course trunk
0: and white it's just, if that's, um, all my people have a copy. I, uh, the Gray Robinson knows anyone who wants a copy of Strunk and White, my assistant will buy one and have it on their desk in 24 hours. Uh, if that's all you ever read, everybody should read it.
1: That's great. Selecting clients.
0: I cannot tolerate a client who doesn't need and want me to help them. I mean, I, 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 it's just a different kind of practice. I'm not on panels. I'm not, you know, I, I, if if they're all in, I'm all in, and if I'm not all in, I, I need to push them down the road. And I send a lot of clients out, a lot, and I never charge for a consultation ever. Uh, but now some of my lawyers do, but I don't because I always want to feel good about saying this I can't isn't help a you. It's easier to say yeah. no when you yeah. are
1: not paying to get yeah. rejected. Yeah. Okay that's good depositions
0: it's just one of the greatest parts of living uh fun you know preparation is extraordinary and uh extraordinarily important sorry and what i find people don't do right is commit uh commit commit the witness Really commit him. You know, it's so like tell impeachment. Me what, tell me what
1: you mean there. On when you say commit well, the well
0: witness. well, my example for this is always impeachment. People, you see it. If people, it's embarrassing how badly people try to impeach someone. So you know, it's it, you have to commit the witness to the exact statement. You know the, the and and then once they're completely committed, then you say you're full shit, and here's why, and. I, I think with witnesses, and, and look, I'm, I do a fair amount of divorce work, and there's adversarial work, and there's divorce work. And it's highly adversarial in a tent, even if, everybody, tent, even if everybody's being nice, kind of nice. And so, you know, when, when I'm taking a deposition, I say, you know, so whatever it is. You know, so you don't believe you owe alimony. Let's yeah. role
1: play. I'll, I'll, okay. Yeah. I don't.
0: And you don't believe you owe any alimony because you think she's going to get enough equitable distribution and she said these needs. You don't believe in the needs, right? Yes. That's correct. And you don't believe that she has rent need. It's just, you know, just commit them, commit them, commit them, commit them, and then defeat the story they've told. But you can't defeat it if they can move around. Oh, when you said alimony, I thought you meant 10000 a month. I don't mind paying some alimony. This is a very bad example I've chosen to, to, but, to but, but use. But I do
1: hear what you're saying, which commit, is...
0: Commit, commit, commit. Ask them five times.
1: And and, and and... And
0: ask around it. And you're always going to uh, draw ask and answer. And I always say, to the lawyer, It's not... You don't need to make... That. I'll give you a standing objection. Shut up. I will say shut up. Well... I have, but I shouldn't. Uh, but it's just be sure that they're locked down. And I just think a lot of lawyers ask questions thinking it meant something in their head and the witness genuinely didn't. And, you know, I, 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 I'm not good at thinking of examples. But.
1: I, 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 I am totally dialed into what you're saying on commitment. Yeah. And if there's one concept practically, I hope people take away from the practical part i hope it's this commit thing in particular my lawyers i hope they i hope they take away yeah. in deposition get commitments get commi- even if the commitment is a denial of a statement right get a clear commitment right. of okay, I'm so denying you, that you
0: never told your wife you'd destroy her if she challenged you i
1: never no. said that
0: so did you ever say anything like that Yes. even if you didn't use the word destroy no so you can't think of anything you would have said that might have made her feel like that's what you did you ever feel like did you ever say it to anybody else now people will roll their eyes because somewhere we all entered this school where we're just supposed to kind of ask a few questions and then say i'm done no The point of the deposition is to commit them so they can't get out of it without a shovel, a flashlight, a compass, and a small army.
1: That's so good. That's so So. good. Uh, Dealing with recalcitrant, difficult, repulsive opposing counsel. If you were to... Give your best Me, piece you of wisdom.
0: All of my <laughs> not all of your opposing um, counsel, because you know, because I
1: probably have interviewed some of them. So uh, not all of it, but it, but I, but I'm yeah. talking about the worst of the worst, the ones that are are difficult. What's what wisdom would you give on how to walk through that?
0: Well, I would say. Um, there's my personal belief, and everybody has to really hold this in their hands and look at it from all angles and make your own decision. Everybody has to find their own style. But, you know, I don't mind fighting hard against an opponent. And I mean hard. But if you're going to do it, don't let it be triggered by your emotion on the spot. Let it be a strategy. And decide when you see repulsiveness, someone difficult. You you have to make yourself look and see. We have to use our vision. What is this about? Is, am I playing any personal role in this? Am I turning up the heat unnecessarily on a, on a personal level, not strategic? Because if so, I need to fix that because nobody needs. I once told a client, would-be client of a, of a prominent person, hey, look, I hate your husband. And let me tell you something else. He hates me. You don't need that to be a part of your lawsuit with him. Don't hire me, and I won't take your case because it's going to be hard enough. You don't need him and me at it. So you have to look with vision and say, what is repulsive about them? How can I use it to my strategic advantage? Uh, am I playing any role unwittingly? Now, if you're doing this it strategically, it's different. Um, why is it bothering me? What is it in me that that is... Uh. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the not-so-fun part. Yeah. That's yes. the not-so-fun yes. part. And we talked before we got here. There's a, a lawyer in town, just a gifted lawyer. And, you know, he and I had an exchange once. And I said to him, you know, what, what am I doing to make this relationship so difficult? And he said, you treat me like you were walking along a city street and you stopped and you put your shoe up and you saw the worst bunch of the smelliest dog crap all over your shoe and you took a stick and started scraping it off and it smelled bad and that's how you treat me, like that dog shit on your shoe. You don't yell, you don't lie, this is him talking to me, You don't do, but everything about you tells me, you have a disdain for me. And I was like, he is so right. I was exaggeratedly polite, but I disdained everything about him. And the minute he said it, I was free to see why. Right, he's just a fucking lawyer. Why am I so upset about this, you know? But I, 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 at that moment, I, I knew why, I knew exactly why.
1: Oh, that's, 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 yeah. that really is really good. And the piece I, I hear you saying that I wanna, I wanna reinforce is uh, not making emotionally driven decisions or mm-hmm. arguments or engagements because when we're emotional in the moment, Um, just from a purely chemical perspective, our brains get flooded with cortisol, our ability to make sound decisions, it it, it dissipates. And um, I find that when I'm, I'm very emotionally driven, a lot of fear internally, in a moment with of conflict where i'm feeling either fight or flight something's going on there it's it's very difficult for me to see the vision of the bigger picture on what what i'm trying to do for my client more than anything
0: yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean i i, I must say i'm a believer of being fueled by emotional engagement with appropriate boundaries and with appropriate vision because for me um i i i am not that you know pale uh you know coolly detached lawyer i you know, I have to worry about lunging at people's insteps. I mean, I, because when I'm advocating, and by the way, when I advocate for myself, I don't do, I won't advocate for myself. Uh, I've, You know, when I was president of this law firm, I didn't have an appointment contract. Uh, I was offered a long one. I didn't want it. I don't want to be obligated to anybody else. So I don't ask for anything. So I don't negotiate for myself. But, um, when I'm negotiating for somebody else, it, it's it's a passionate and emotional exercise. But you know, preparation. I'm I'm also a big believer in themes. You know, what what are we trying to accomplish? What is our theme? And so, even if I get mad, I find I can my anger can fit under one of my themes.
1: give me an example.
0: Well, so you know, I had a very hot case with a lawyer. On the other side, and one of our themes was that um, they the the other side was failing to appreciate the serious um, confidentiality problems in this case, and they would stand up and say this ridiculous stuff and make me so mad. And I so I I knew I could always say, "What you just heard is proof of exactly what I said when I came in here this morning. They don't get it." They don't understand. The confidentiality we're talking about is central to these parties' ability to live. Now, in my moment of anger, is that what I was mad about? No. I was mad about a stupid ass lawyer who wouldn't do his work. Um, so, you know, I think channel it, see it. It's all vision, self awareness, you know. But you're right. You can't, it's, it's tough to make a decision when you're hot. Yes. But you can always walk away and say, you got to talk to one of your kids on the phone. Five minutes is enough, almost always. Yeah,
1: walking away is definitely five good. Minute,
0: five minutes. Just, i got to talk to one of my kids.
1: Um, I have a gazillion things I want to cover with you, but I'm also going to respect your time. So I have a superstar paralegal that uh, she's one in a million, and I'm not exaggerating, that's uh, great. who's going to go to law school. And I asked her, what, what would you want to ask Bay Downs? And here's what she said. Um,
0: Who's Mayan Town?
1: No, no, no. She had already read it. I she 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 had already read articles, and, and yeah. she could have cross-examined you. Okay, she's that good. So here's what she said. She said, "How does she do everything? Like literally, like so? She reads all about the Florida Bar President, Orange County Bar President, lawyer, all the cases, uh, all those things. The the four C's in the city of of being." part of the voice and all of that, all of that. And so here, here's what she said. How do you get it done and still sleep and eat <laughs> and and have any form of a life? Like Like what strategies, habits, tips would you give to someone who wants to get at it full throttle, be fully engaged? Uh, how do you how do you get at it at the level you do, and still sleep and eat and have a life?
0: Uh, well, I always answer this question by saying I do a lot of things and none of them well. That's my secret. Um, you know that
1: feels like false humility though can i be honest yeah you kind of do everything well i mean uh, i'm not no, no, i'm not saying I, I re- you're perfect really but don't. generally no, no right. person it is, is looking humility. at no person's looking at your life thinking that's somebody what a
0: slacker you know i i just i feel very strongly that comparison of any of us to anybody else for anything is just such a you know you don't um you know, I've had people walk in my office who everybody would say had the world by the tail, and they have told me stories that caused me to weep as they were telling them. We, None of us know what head start somebody else has, what resources you can't see, what help you don't know about. Nobody knows the pain. You just so, comparisons don't matter. I am blessed with energy. I kind of got it from my father. Um, I, I, so I have a lot of energy, but on, by the same token, you know, sometimes I have a hard time paying attention. Like, you know, my kids say, well, mom, we know you can't be still. We, we understand that. And my kids said that to me recently. I thought I can be still. And I said that and they were like, no, you can't, you just can't do it. And I realized, you know, I really can't. I can't so we'll, sit in a we'll funeral. we'll shift
1: out of comparison. Habits, strategies, technology.
0: I believe that routine is all of our friends. And, you know, I tell my, my young lawyers, for me, I get up in the morning, I do my timesheet for the day before. Every day? No. But I struggle to do it every day because that routine, you do it and you're you're done. I think routine is huge. I think we thrive with routine. Um and I think that's huge. Anyone going getting ready to go to law school needs to have a, you know, from eight to nine I'm gonna run or I'm gonna sleep in you know, whatever it is. Um, I think you should sleep the same amount of time every day. I don't I don't think you should really sleep in. Now I don't need tons of sleep so I don't set an alarm.
1: How many hours a night do you sleep? Well,
0: I mean, it can be seven. Or something but a lot of times it's five but if I'm tired and I need to sleep in I just sleep I mean what you know um, but I think it should be routine and then I think you should leverage technology and friends and you know all the people in the world who say to you if you're if I can ever help let me know you know you can help pick up my paper when I forget to Are you serious you say you walk around my lake you want to pick up my paper and throw it in my front yard whatever you know take help when it's offered and leverage technology but most of all just be passionate and engaged you know i hate the title of that cheryl sandberg book lean in it's so passive to me lean in like who freaking leans in Fucking jump in you know yes jump in yes. and so then everything you do Is not as hard as it would be because it's fun, because you're doing it with your routine, because you're doing it intentionally. Um, And, you know, build a good team when you're an older lawyer. Have a good study group. You know, if if you're passionate and engaged, it goes faster, you're better at it.
1: Sub question she asked that that is right in there. How do you say no? So there's um, I I mean there's no we way. haven't
0: even had that conversation. Like, that that's a, that is a huge huge problem and it bothers me so much that I need to work on having sympathy for doing that. For uh, saying
1: no to people. For not
0: being able to say no. And again, it's our kindness thing. Somebody says, "While we were sitting here, a friend of mine asked me to come to dinner tonight." Okay, so what is my natural tendency? Of course. But I made dinner for 10 last night. Tomorrow night, I'm doing something. This weekend, I'm going to New Orleans. Now, I need to be at home tonight. I need to put my feet up. There's some reading I need to do. I need So the very best thing I can do is say, would love to, let's do it some other time. Don't lie, don't say you gotta wash your hair, don't say you got something else to do. Say no, say it fast and definitively and with a huge thank you. And then you're done and nobody even cares. You think she's crying because I'm not going to dinner? But if Depends I were some of my if you're friends, gonna, if, you're buy, gonna, if, if I was going to buy cook that tenderloin uh, or that yeah, roasted garlic yeah. mashed
1: potatoes. But a lot of my friends
0: would say, "Well, I might be able to. Let me text you later. I'm not." And you just so you say no because it's your moral obligation not to take on more than you can.
1: Your, and moral moral obli- it is, is yeah. your moral obligation—it is
0: absolutely your moral obligation—and you're lying to yourself and others if you if you if you don't say no. And you say it early and fast and with gratitude. They don't even care.
1: We're going to play a word association game. I tried okay. this last time with uh, Belvin Perry. It was the first time I did it. So fun, so fun. I would say a word, mm-hmm. and he would say the first word that comes to his mind, and I I pre. Pick the words and just what yeah. there's no oh, right or wrong answer. i a terrible
0: overthinker, so that's going to be really hard Don't overthink. Just let it fly. Me.
1: Let it rip. Let it rip. Okay. Don't breathe. All right. Trial
0: lawyers. Fabulous. David King. Love him, but want to hit him over the head with a sharp pan. The Bar Association. You got to say which one. Florida Bar. Just fabulous, ethical, integrity. Pro bono. More complicated than people think.
1: I'm gonna come back to that because I wanna ask you about that. Um, uh, The notorious RBG. Dissent. Parenting. Hard. Yes. (laughs) Injustice.
0: Not necessary.
1: Gender inequality.
0: Not necessary.
1: Large law firms.
0: Deviant subcultures. Poverty. <laughs> Unjust.
1: If you uh you're not done, clearly, in your career. You oh, you my, have lots not. of gas left, I can tell. <laughs> I hope not. If you were to channel and take on a cause. Not necessarily an organization, but an issue. Which issue in our society, and you were gonna, you were gonna jump in, whole hog. What issue rips you apart that that you could see yourself taking on?
0: Uh, you know, I'm gonna give you a little different answer. I take on stuff all the time, uh, not always very big. But I, I, I take a lot on, usually quietly, without infrastructure. But I I've been in government long enough to know how very hard it is to change fundamental elements. The reason I pause so long about poverty is it's just it's just so stunningly complex. So I would never take on a big overarching issue because I'm, unfortunately too cynical to believe those issues can be affected in a meaningful way but I what I take on is a couple of things I'm involved in right now um, are things that revolve around I am willing to take the risks that others aren't and to say the things that others can't um, to avoid uh, the the train wreck I see coming. And I, and I realize I, I have, I'm very fortunate. I, I have, I can take actions without it, without it hurting me or it's not going to hurt me as much as it might hurt someone else. So I'm go ahead, fucking bring it. I'm, I'm going to say what other people think and want to say, but they really, they can't. It's not fair to ask them to.
1: Yeah, I saw an example of that with... Uh when you became kind of the public voice related to uh, a group a group of folks that were trying to feed the homeless somewhere i can't remember where like it Eola. was and you just you just said things that were unpopular in in yeah, other but, people but you engaged with the issue and yeah
0: right you know I mean, that was a very interesting issue it was very simple We had an ordinance that allowed uh, feeding to occur at 10 different places in the city, all, you know, close by, all on the bus route, all that. But they wanted to feed in Lake Eola because they wanted to disturb people's peace and joy of using the park. I I get it. I I have no criticism for it. They wanted to bring light to the issue, so they wanted to disrupt, and I— it's not okay. It's a community asset. It's not meant to uh, to ruin children's outings to see the swans. And that doesn't mean feeding the hungry isn't important, but it's not important to the exclusion of everything. Yes. So, I yeah, but I don't ever mind talking about things that are like that because, like, what are they going to do? My, You know, I'm lucky. I'm not brave. You know, Buddy's not going to fire me. I believe <laughs> so, you know, but another are you salary second. or
1: hourly with the city. Oh, I just have a
0: flat fee and I, okay. I, it's per month and there've been times when I've taken it down to almost nothing. And there are times when I've been at full, it just depends on how busy I am. With
1: okay. Let's circle back on pro bono. You responded when I, when I said pro bono, what did you say?
0: More complicated than people know.
1: Okay. Let's unpack that a little bit.
0: Yeah. The pro bono story is an interesting story. The one in Orlando's, uh, the part of it in Orlando is really interesting because the Orange County Bar Association is the only state, uh, the only bar association in the state, as I presume you know, that has mandatory pro bono and means it. And, and so if you remember the Orange County Bar, you either write a check or take two cases. And so all, all of us would say, wow, so progressive, so liberal with quotes around it, so whatever, all these laudatory terms. And interestingly, it it happened that way, not because all the lawyers in town were sitting around saying, gosh, we just can't go a moment longer without helping more. Um, They didn't want the federal government to control pro bono. So they said, we don't want to deal with legal services corporation, the feds, because they're going to make us do things we don't want to do, or we just don't want to do it. So... But we got to have pro bono, so they formed their own system and made it mandatory, and I've always thought it was interesting that people just assume, oh, Orange County is so liberal and progressive. Not really no it was really kind of a fundamental conservative element that said we don't want to do what the feds tell us to do you know when I have to go deal with civil rights or anything like that um, so from maybe sentiments that weren't quite as gloriously and uh, wonderful came a, an amazing thing which is you know a lot of propenum. the reason I said it's more complicated is that um, the People get up and give speeches. Oh, we should do more pro bono, you know, but how? And who's going to pay the actual cost, the filing fee? And how do you get the client? And how do you um, you know help in a meaningful way? Uh, I mean it's really more complicated than people know. Really? And a lot of lawyers do pro bono work all the time and and they just don't charge or say, "Well, let me just help you with that." And um, I, am, I am impatient with the, the, the speeches about pro bono that are filled with the same sappy, shallow sentiment. The lawyers had no more for pro bono that, that, that just like, let's tell the truth. About pro bono, it's hard to do. It's hard to measure. Where are you going to get funding? How are we going to handle funding? It's hard to be
1: effective, is what I found. Like, like I do some GAL work, and I find it. And I, and but years ago, I'd kind of set out publicly. I'm like, I, 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 want my gift. I don't have many, but it's litigating. I mean, I, I can take complex issues, navigate through a court system, and get to a closure point. For yeah, someone, and right. so I said to the the local legal aid, I said, "Listen, I can't. I'll do a, I'll do a GA. I'll do as many of those as you want. I don't think I'm better than that. But what I'm really wired to do is complex litigation, okay. and and it's complex. I have I have right. not. I, you know, right. um, I, and I, I haven't know. given up. Yeah. But where do you think is the greatest need in the pro bono
0: world?" Well, that's another thing. I think the greatest need is in funding legal aid organizations who will provide salaried lawyers to provide legal services to clients in disputes. There are a lot of things that legal aid organizations get involved in that are laudatory and wonderful and awesome. But it's not that. That's what we need, Salary and that's lawyers. what we can do well. And and you know, I haven't in a while taken divorces, but I've done a lot of guardian ad litem. I've done divorces. Right now, I'm paying in Lewis service fee instead of doing. And I'm believe me, I'm good with that because I know a lot of the lawyers who do pro bono. I do it every single year. Yeah, you mean your paralegal does, uh, which is fine. Uh, but don't anoint yourself as the first American saint quite yet. Um, <laughs> that's so good. So, but that's a world. Pro bono is a world where everybody's supposed to give awards. Everybody's supposed to get up, and not tell the whole truth, not talk about how hard it is, and then we're supposed to wag our fingers at the lawyers we think aren't fulfilling their duty. And and you know, it's a bunch of shit. It's 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 not. Anyway, I, that's why I said it's more complicated. That's, that's good. I have a task force. I'm cheering for the Supreme Court right now, looking at this. So. Oh, cool. Well, we'll see. Well. Yeah.
1: We we uh, at least you're not just talking about it; you're doing something about right.
0: it. Right, and I'm I'm perfectly happy for a lot of traditional pro bono people to think that I am a very evil person, which I can tell you, having listened to them last week for several hours, they think. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Go ahead. Hate me. But you know what? At the end of my exercise, the money that comes from IOTA Trust Fund, I will promise you, is going to be well-managed and efficiently distributed. That's it. I agreed to do that for the court. I'll do it. And a lot of people are going to really say a lot of bad things about me, which I love.
1: (laughs) You you have a certain... Enjoyment <laughs> of being a little bit of the villain, yeah. Not li- like, I, but the benevolent, like the. No, the, I don't know if it's the, benevolent. It's, it's like just, a heroic villain. Like. Well,
0: I look. I don't want to measure my worth and work on this work with all due, or, or, or on this earth. Sorry, with all due respect, by your idea of whether I fulfilled my potential and made good my the gifts that came my way. I mean, if you think I've done a good job, I guess that's okay, but you don't really know what I've done. So even your approval, if you feel kind enough to offer it, it it's you don't know for all you know, I'm a lion sack of shit. So at the end of the day, yes. I have to be the one to say, you know I did the best I could. I you know, and by the way, what I can do It shouldn't be measured against somebody who hasn't had the incredible blessings I've had. I've been the luckiest person I know anywhere. So, you know, you could put me up at a very high level and someone else by objective measures on a low level, they may have kicked my ass. So if someone thinks I'm terrible, then you know what it means? It means I didn't shut up. When maybe I should have spoken. That's all it means. Now maybe I should have shut up. But
1: two questions I ask everyone: yeah. One is, if you could give some advice to a group of uh, lawyers that are twenty-five to thirty-five, what what advice would you speak to them?
0: Make the investment you you and your education deserve by working really hard for at least five years. And being that proverbial sponge, watch every peccadillo, watch What's verbal a peccadillo? styles. You know, little weird ticks and things people have, you know. The first lawyer I worked for, Dean DeCubius, used to circle everything on the page. And one time I said to him, why do you circle everything? He said, I don't. So I went to the file and got out all these legal bits. <laughs> he was totally unaware he did it. But what's interesting, the reason, actually, I mentioned a piccadillo is, it was his way, I learned watching him, he was unaware of it. It was his way he, he, he said, okay, we've handled that, we can move on to the next issue. You know, watch people, listen, find a style you can adapt to, and adopt partly as your own, learn, just be a sponge for five years. And after that, if you are just competent just competent, they will say you're a superstar.
1: That's so true. It's so true. The bar yeah. is so low. It's, Look, it's
0: people don't do their work. Yes, And people don't say things that are hard to say. And there's just a lot of things you can count on your competition around you not doing. So be the one who does it.
1: Second group of people, 45 to 55. They, they're established in their career. Um, but they still have a lot of gas left in the tank. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give that group?
0: Well, honestly, that's a group I deal with a lot in recruiting, and I would say you've made the investment of your education and building your practice and learning and gathering expertise and building relationships. So now it's payday. So find a place where you can extract the maximum pay Um, And and the least amount of bullshit, you know, don't, I would say, uh, don't spend your lunch hours talking about the copy or lease. If you go to lunch, go with a client because you might make money or go with a friend because you enjoy him. If not, don't have lunch. And at the end of every day, go home and leave it behind. But this is payday time. You got 10 years to really support your family and you've got you've got you've built this foundation so maximize it baby and be very clear eyed about that you know when you're a little older you can do more pro bono or oh, whatever but right here this is this is college tuition time this is you know building a 401k time this is getting that little condo at the beach you know make it and and don't spend any of those golden hours on a decorating committee so good. Come to Gray Robinson. That is
1: that is so good. You are not allowed to pitch Gray Robinson on this. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I made it. It's not it, for I, everybody but I, I, I That it, is my pitch. Yeah, well, it's a great pitch. It's a great pitch. Well, uh I I've so enjoyed this. My hope is that uh we get another crack at this in a couple of years, and uh, I'm going to make the public ask. I'd love to. I'd love to do this with Mayor Dyer at some point. So if you will, I'll follow up with you. But if you would, in some way, he's He'll some, do it. he's someone that I, you know. He's clearly a great leader. Oh, yeah, um, he's
0: he's great.
1: Yes, he's great. I love it. And I am optimistic about the rest of your uh, career. I'm going to watch it. Uh, I hope you keep the same enthusiasm, energy, health. I, I hope you continue to have... <laughs> hey, I
0: almost died. When you almost die, your, your your enthusiasm is really about just being vertical every day.
1: <laughs> yes. And now you you are running in, uh, 100 miles an hour. I hope you continue to run 100 miles an hour and run your own race. Not someone else's race, your own race, because we need you running your race. We wow. do, so You're thank very
0: you. Very kind. Oh, it's great. Thank and you. I'm serious about dinner.
1: I'm done. You got to
0: pick the people, I, and you got to give me some dates, and then I'll ask them, and then we'll put it together. I will do it. It would be a blast.